Hello, emerging writers. Welcome. Heat up your tea or other inferior beverage of warmth, grab your writing tool of choice, and join us for an extra episode as we prepare for quarantine survival month in April. As always, I'm joined by my sister Jordan as we lock ourselves up in the house and avoid people. Hello. I mean, really, it's nothing new for us. Now just the rest of the world is, you know, <laughs> finally catching on to how great it is to avoid people and not touch each other. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I relate so much to all those memes about introverts and how nothing has really changed. I'm like, oh, well, I guess everybody else has to sit in the house too, not just me. Oh, what? My extroverted friends can't bother me all the time to go hang out and leave my house now? Oh, man. I went over to drop off some books for my friend's daughter, who's an avid reader, such as myself. And my friend was like, can you stay for a few minutes? I was like, sure. I guess. Uh, I so have I to. just stood there and watched her cook dinner. <laughs> <laughs> she was so disappointed when I finally was like, all right, I have to go cook dinner at my own house now. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, don't die. <laughs> so, to prepare us for next month, um, where we'll be kind of shifting our focus on this whole quarantine month thing, talk about you know, how it's affecting us, any updates that sort of happen as the world falls to pieces. Um, we're going to spend this episode kind of giving everyone an introduction. And Jordan and I felt that we should share some information on the COVID-19 virus and how it's affecting our lives. Um, and also clear up some misinformation that's going on around it. I mean, thanks to all of the fear and attention, there's been a lot of opportunities for misinformation to spread. So true. I've seen a million different things. Somebody told my mother-in-law, if you drink water every 15 minutes, you won't get it. Are you serious? Like a cup of water. And I was like, oh that's gosh. a good way to kill the old people and people with heart conditions who can't flood their systems with that much water. But okay. I've also heard um, taking a bath every single day, like in really hot water will kill it. And putting saline up your nose. By the way, False. Yeah. It's not going to help you. Oh, and uh, like rubbing bleach all over your skin. Oh, smart. And like, yeah, that's not going to kill the thing that's inside your body already, but it is really bad for you. <laughs> yeah, your, your skin might not appreciate it. Yeah. And also your lungs breathing in the bleach fumes. <laughs> yeah, I cleaned my bathroom and I had to, like, I just cleaned the toilet with the bleach. That's it. That's the only thing I used bleach on because the toilet's disgusting and I'm always going to use bleach on my freaking toilet. <laughs> um, and for the rest of the day, I had to take a break because my chest was just tight and my yeah. lungs hurt. <laughs> it's really bad for you. Bleach is so harsh. Ugh. Yeah. So anyway, COVID-19 is kind of its placeholder name because coronavirus isn't its name. It's the type of virus it is. There are a lot of different strains of coronavirus, uh, some of which caused the common cold. Others caused MERS and SARS, which SARS is a pretty big deal in recent memories. So the, the MERS and SARS and COVID-19, these specific strains, we're all pretty sure come from animals. Um, specifically bats, but we're not actually 100% certain where this one came from. Yeah. Like, what animal yet? So I've heard a lot of comparisons between coronavirus and the flu, and I wanted to clear up some of the similarities and differences between that. Um, and most of the information that I'm coming with is from the CDC, and I'll mention where 
the information is coming from if it's not. And I'll have links posted in the description of the video for everyone to read the sources and get more of that background information and, you know, doing research because it's always good to be informed and not just take everyone's word for things. Don't just listen to what you see on Facebook or the president's Twitter. Yeah, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) So the flu has an incubation period of about two days before symptoms start showing. Um, Symptoms include fever, a cough, sore throat, uh, headaches, muscle and body aches, and um, like soreness, um, runny nose, fatigue. And usually, this is in children, but sometimes vomiting and diarrhea can come with it. It's very rare for adults, is my understanding. Yeah, we haven't gotten many flus. We typically just get colds. We've had. Sorry. Huh? Sorry. Oh, we've had this uh, recurring cold going on in our house since about January, so it's been real fun, and I'm over being sick, and now everyone's sick, so it's great. Gosh, real fun. I'm trying so hard to not get whatever has been going around in the house downstairs. <laughs> yeah, yesterday, all of us were like, I feel like Michael and Stephanie really just hate us. We haven't seen them all day, or yesterday, or the day before. Are they even alive? Are they up there? <laughs> I'm really considering maybe we should spend some money to build the stairs so we don't have to go through the downstairs where all the germs are. Yeah, no kidding. Because literally we, everyone's sick. We have a door that leads to the outside from, from where we are, but uh, we're in the second story and the door leads to nothing. So you could, you could jump. I could jump. Yeah. <laughs> we could put a ladder, ladder might a rope good. swing. I think we ladder. should put a pole. Yeah. Swing down with style. Give us some flair every time. Slide down, build up that muscle by like shimmying up every day. (laughs) Yeah. You have to text me first so I can come watch every single time though. (laughs) You have to let me know if I'm improving (laughs) in my style. Oh gosh. So the incubation period for COVID-19 is speculated because we don't actually know yet. They're just going off of SARS and MERS because we have more information on those and they're similar viruses. So it's speculated to be some, somewhere between 2 and 14 days. Hmm. You know, somewhere in there. <laughs> Who knows? Um, the common symptoms are fever, cough, and shortness of breath. So if that's all you're showing, probably doesn't seem like a big deal. It might seem like a mild cold that you're just fighting really well. Yeah, and I feel like that's what it's going to be for most people is you're not really going to know if you had it or not. Oh, yeah. at least where we are, like, there's been a ridiculous amount of colds and sicknesses and upper respiratory things going around for months. We're in a really bad flu season this year. Yeah. Um, In a study conducted by China's CDC, they found out of the 72,300-something unique records of people having the virus, about 1.2% were actually asymptomatic. So there was no way for them to know. Oh, fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> there's some extreme symptoms that can happen with COVID, um, like persistent chest pain or like confusion and fogginess, that sort of thing, not being able to move very well, like get yourself up, and uh, bluing of the lips and face. Ah, Which seems like lack of oxygen. Like, hopefully, everyone, if they got 
anywhere close to that point and be like, ah, I should go to the hospital. Yeah, like but, if uh, you really can't <laughs> breathe, like we've got a thing where we've got chest congestion, so, you know, sometimes there's shortness of breath, but if you cough, it's better. But if you can't breathe and you're starting to feel terrible, you need to go in. What is it, an upper respiratory thing, so it's going to yeah. affect your lungs? Yeah. And you kind of need those. Yeah. Penny, my mother-in-law, works at a hospital, and she talked to somebody who's seen x-rays. And so chest x-rays of pneumonia, you know, there'll be like a patchy dark spot. But with this, it's like it kind of looks like there's shards of glass over the entire lungs. Super cool. Yeah. It fully affects the lungs. So you're not going to be getting much oxygen, and I I think you'll notice. Mm Mm-hmm. Everyone's fracking out right now. (laughs) Freaking everyone is just freaking out. Yes. Losing their minds. Stealing all of the freaking toilet paper. I'm sorry, stealing. Hoarding all of the freaking toilet. I have two rolls and I can't get my hands on any freaking toilet paper because you guys are hoarding it all. You're part of the problem, okay? Right. Like You are part of the problem if you're hoarding all of the toilet paper. Hey guys, Please let me a, wipe my butt. It's not a gastrointestinal thing. You're not going to get like two weeks of diarrhea. That's you're Even if okay. we're quarantined, shopping for those sorts of things is going to be considered important, and you'll still be allowed to do that. Right. Gosh. Anyway, so that that was side rant right there. <laughs> and holding that one in. Um, so, like pretty much all viruses, I guess, with any illness, people who are 65 and up, um, immunocompromised already, pregnant women... Basically, anyone who's already going to be susceptible to something else, yeah. they're at risk uh-huh. for death, severe symptoms, stuff like that. Most everyone else, you're probably going to be fine. So with uh, SARS, which by the end of its run had an 11% fatality rate, most of the people who died were over 65. Now, it, the number's a little bit different depending on like country. Mm-hmm. Because, like, uh, demographic yeah. condensings are different in each place. But it was somewhere in the 70s and 80s for pretty much everyone. If you were over 65, that's when you were in that really bad zone. Yeah. In the U.S., we've had 15,000-plus cases, like 15,200 and something, as of Thursday. That was the 20th, right? Yeah. And we're at a 1.3 fatality rate. In China's um, CDC research article, with their 72,000 cases of it that have been reported, it had a fatality rate of 2.3%. And again, most of those people were between the ages of 30 and 79, and 14, almost 15% of the people who died were over 80 years old. Well, we've only got one of those people in our house, so. (laughs) Globally, we're at a death rate of 4%. So the problem with the global percentage rating, though, is. It includes, like, Italy, where. Yeah, it includes places like Italy. Most of of Italy's uh, population is the elderly people, and so they have a way higher death percentage over there. So it skews it significantly. Um, so like 
I don't know. It, it's not, it's probably not as bad as it sounds, especially because so many people, a little over 1%, might be asymptomatic. You'll never know. You're not going to go to your doctor and get tested. Unless we test every single person, we have no way of knowing how many people have actually had it and just not had symptoms. But like that number of people add to the whole total of people who have had it. And if there's more people that have had it that we don't know about, that could lower the percentage of, like, the death percentage rate. Yeah. You know? Because overall, it's really not all that many people. Because Oregon, I think we've got about 130 or so. Mm-hmm. And we've had three or four deaths. Mm-hmm. All of which were elderly or severely immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I found some stuff... Um. What is the Center for Evidence-Based Medicine? Basically, if you're older, you're more likely to have worse symptoms and you're more at risk of it being fatal. And there's a breakdown of different age groups, right? Yeah. And like under nine years old, it, 0% of them have died. So like literally it's as you get older, you're more likely. Yeah. So if you're young and healthy, you're fine. You should still, like, distance yourself from other people because you could have it and not know at all. Yeah, and, and you're putting it. other people at risk. Yeah, you could be the one in the grocery store who affects that little old person who's struggling and makes them die. So, you know, stay in your house if you can. This isn't really a time to go out and just do whatever you want. Right. Even if you feel fine. Because, like, the way we're going to get rid of it it's like everyone's been saying, you know, uh, shrinking the curve or whatever that is, just avoiding contact. Mm-hmm. Because if even if you have it, if you're not giving it to someone else, it dies out with you, you know? Mm-hmm. You're not continuing the trend of people catching it. Yeah, just follow all of the introverts in the world. Just, just stay home for a bit, you know? It's Read a book, work on your writing, so catch up on your yeah. show. That's what I'm going to do. Sleep. I'm sure we could all use sleep, yeah. <laughs> whether we're sick or not. If you've gotten laid off or have to work from home anyway, get some rest. Because when has this ever happened that someone told you, no, don't come to work? Just stay right? home. Take the opportunity, guys. Yeah. We'll see what... We'll see what happens, you know? We're getting closer to the warm season, and usually viruses die off when it gets warmer. It's harder for them to... They don't live as long in the heat. Yeah. And it's not as wet anymore as it gets warmer, so we might not have to deal with it nearly as long as China did. Yeah. Especially because every other place right now is actually responding to it. Yeah. Whereas China didn't respond to it in time, so. Yeah. It's also very heavily populated there. Mm-hmm. Other places aren't quite as population dense. Yeah. We live in Oregon, and... I don't know. I guess if you're up in Portland, you might have some problems. But Eastern Oregon, pff, they're fine. There's like five people out there. <laughs> yeah. They're not coming no, in contact with Eastern anyone. Oregon. <laughs> it's basically undeveloped wildland, so <laughs> they're okay. <laughs> you know what's weird, though, is Washington. Oh, my god. Washington's gosh. had so many cases and such a high death percentage. Whatever Washington is doing, Stop. do not do that. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do that. They're doing something wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so basically, I think for this month, I'm going to focus on 
trying to get some writing done because, you know, I'm going to stay in my house, wash my hands, keep my kids washing their hands, and that's about all I can do, so. Yeah, but you're stuck with the kids now. Yes, that drastically affects my writing time. And the old lady and the baby, so, like. Yeah. You might not have much time. Yeah, I may not get much writing done. I'm working on a thing that I've been supposed to be working on for months. Yeah. But I'm finally inspired <laughs> to write it. So I'm working on that. I'm going to use Camp NaNoWriMo to work on it. Yeah, because that happens next month. Yeah, starts in April. I've got myself all set up and ready to do some writing. That's a particularly fun thing I think would be a good thing for our writer friends to try if you've never done it. It's a little bit less stressful than the whole big NaNoWriMo in November. And it's the one where you have a cabin, which is like... Kind of like a little chat forum, basically, of a a small group of people where you can keep each other motivated, talk about your things. You can uh, go in a random one, set one up with your friends, and then just have a centralized location to chat about what you're working on. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of fun. Um, Keep people connected during this time. And and if you want to give yourself an extra challenge, maybe try to do something (laughs) post-apocalyptic. Yeah. (laughs) If you're into romance, maybe... uh, they were quarantined. Yeah. <laughs> Think of the theming you guys could do in your stories Jump this on month. this. <laughs> I have a feeling there's going to be a trend of quarantine fan fiction and books coming out pretty soon. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm there for it. I'm going to read them. But that's what I'll be working on, keeping the kids healthy and trying to get some writing done where I can. Well, I work in insurance, so I'll still stay pretty busy because I'm I'm one of those bills you guys have to still pay when you're not working. <laughs> oh, yes. The bills. So fun. Like, we're lucky because my husband, we've been saving up money since he's been working. But I don't know how everyone who doesn't have a large savings or anything who's just suddenly out of work is going to manage this. Hopefully it doesn't last too long. Well, the government's talking about stuff, so we'll see what happens. We'll see how long it lasts, yeah. but we'll do some updates for our episodes as, you know, current as yeah. we can get with our weekly episodes. Maybe we'll have time to do more. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how things go. Um, <laughs> if you guys have any suggestions about stuff you'd like to hear us talk about, though, don't be shy about contacting us on our social medias like Facebook and Twitter and I guess we don't really shout out our Tumblr very often, but it's probably the easiest one to really chat with us on. It's there, and if you want to talk to Jordan, you can. I'm on there a lot, so. I am really bad about getting on Tumblr at all, but uh, I can be there. (laughs) If you have a question for Stephanie, I will let her know. It will get to me. (laughs) literally lives upstairs. I'll just open the door and say, hey, you got a live one. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We'll have links for all of those things in the description. And like I said, the resources for our information today will be down there as well. Stay safe out there, guys, and we'll see you next week. Yep. Bye.